This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. rejected? No, 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 no. We need a king. Peter said, no, don't do that, Lord. The Bible says, verse 33, when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. Now, Jesus takes it right to the point. He says, Peter, you are not savoring the things of God, but the things of man. Have you ever savored something? Since I've been on a diet, I savor sweets. What's that mean? I don't eat a lot of them. But I'll tell you what, if I get me a spoonful of banana pudding, I put it in my mouth and Mmm, mmm, mmm. I mean, I swish it around. Ah, uh, gargle it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I savor it, and that tastes so good. It's wonderful. I savor other things. I savor sweet relationships. I love it when God reminds me of people that love me so much. They're gracious and forgiving. And I think about it. I savor the relationship that the Lord's given me with my wife. I savor savor and think about it and I thank Him. I savor my relationship with Jesus. It's wonderful. It just blows my mind that God in heaven can know everything there is to know about me and love me anyway. Savoring that. I'm taking time to soak it in and think about it until it becomes an emphasis of my life. And Jesus looks at Peter and this group of men. He says, Hey guys, look, Satan has you deceived. You are savoring the things of men and not the things of God. As they sat and thought, when they had a little time free, the, the disciples, they sat there and thought, they thought, And won't it be wonderful when we crown Jesus king? We rise up with armies and defeat Herod and defeat Rome. And we get Jerusalem back and we have a good king. Won't it be wonderful to have peace here? They're thinking, oh man, it'll be wonderful. This will be a great place to raise kids and the economy will improve and a good place to get a job. And they sat around there thinking, man, when Jesus is king, this is going to be, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. But they missed it. They missed the point. And Jesus said, you're not savoring the things of God. You're saving the things of man. What do we need to do? 
They needed to change their affection. And they needed to change their goals and their dreams. And they needed to look further. They needed to look beyond this wicked world. And they needed to see what God could do forever. And when they began to savor, the things they needed to savor were, I'll tell you what, the sufferings of this present world are not to be compared with the glory that is to come. As we may say, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. You see, our savoring, where is your savoring? Are you longing, you say this all the time, if we could just be normal, if things could just get normal at home. I'll tell you when everything's in a wreck, that's normal. It's a sin-cursed world. It's normal. Guess what? The dandelions are going to come up in the yard again. Get over it. Spray them again. Understand that this is a sin-cursed world. You're saving. You think, oh, man, if only I could have a little more money in the bank. Oh, if only I could have a little better measure of health. Oh, if I could only get some peace from this problem or that problem or this problem or that problem. We spend so much time savoring our lives and we forget why we're really here. By the way, if you invest your life for Jesus Christ, the days of your life will be so happy. They'll be so fulfilled. They'll be filled with contentment. You'll get what you really want. You'll have peace too. And you'll do something that matters forever. But if the days of your life are spent savoring, the days of your life, you're going to die an unhappy, empty person. Because Jesus is what really matters. And Jesus said, look guys, you are savoring men and the lives of men. He says, you need to savor God and eternity. And Jesus follows through with this. It's a tragic ending from a worldly perspective. But it's a victorious ending from God's perspective. In just a few days, he'll be tried, cruelly tortured, and die on a cross. Three days later, he'll raise from the dead victoriously. Not much after, not long after that, he'll ascend into heaven. And since that time, he's been at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. And thousands of years later, when God convicted me of my sin, I asked Jesus to come into my heart and be my Savior. And he saved my soul. He's rescued me. He rescued my wife. He rescued my children. And he's done the same for all of you, most of you. He's done it for you, whether you've received it or not. And his decision... To look beyond the years of his life and to look at eternity. And his love for me and his love for you held him on a cross. He paid that price. 
See, there was a there was a cross for Jesus, and He was willing to suffer our sin and our death for us. Why? Because He looked beyond the world and men of the day, the era of a man's life, saw what could be done for eternity. Number one, a cross for Jesus. The second point is much shorter, I promise. Number one, a cross for Jesus. Number two, a cross for me. A cross for me. Folks, I want you to know something. No matter how difficult life may ever become, our cross, the suffering of our cross pales in comparison to the suffering of his. We have a cross to bear. Don't tune me out. Listen up. It's encouraging. You're telling me I have a cross and you're trying to say it's encouraging? Yeah, watch. The Bible says in verse 34, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. My cross. You know what my cross is? My cross is a decision to be a servant to the will of Jesus Christ. My cross is a decision to say, Jesus first. The Bible says here that he says, whosoever will come after me. Let him deny himself. You know, when you take the cross of Jesus, there are certain things in this world, initially, you deny yourself. Most of the things that you deny yourself when you become a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ are inferior products to what Jesus offers later. Deny himself. That willingness to say, Lord... I want this in my flesh, but if you'd rather me wait or you'd rather me not, you're the leader in my life and I'm your servant and I will gladly deny myself in order to please you. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Scripture says in verse number 35, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. What's it say, verse 35? Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. What's that mean? If I save my life for me, <laughs> I'm going to live for me. I'm going to do what I want to do. A lot of young people that say this, you know, I'm going to live for me for now, but, you know, later. Satan will deceive you again later, too. I'm saving my life for me. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to enjoy what I want to enjoy. The Bible says if you save your life, you'll lose it. How many people do you know who says, I'm living it up? And they look back and they say, oh, man, was I ever wrong? Living it up for me, for the world. 
You see, if you save your life for the world, the flesh, and the devil, you're going to lose your reward for eternity. If you save your life to fulfill the lust of your flesh, certain laws. You see, the devil tells us a story. He says, I want you to have the glory now, man. These are the glory days. If you hear somebody say that, this is the glory days. They may be wrong. <laughs> the devil says, glory, revel in your freedom, revel in your wildness. Do what you want to do, when you want to do it, the way you want to do it. But the devil just says, today, 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 today. And I'll tell you what happens. If you glory in the flesh now, you'll suffer loss forever. Jesus says this, Whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's, the same shall save it. Whosoever shall lose his life, what's that mean? I'm just giving my life to the Lord. I'm giving my life. I'm going to lose my life. He says, whosoever shall lose his life for my sake. What's it mean to lose your life for his sake, for Jesus' sake? That means I am living a life of devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the King and Lord of my life. I'm going to live in devotion to him and the Gospels. You see, we go, we serve the Lord for the Lord. And for the gospel's sake, we serve the Lord for others. For others. The Bible says, whoever will make that investment, the same shall save it. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.